0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, of course, Shane Told, once again, back in the chair after a fairly lengthy absence. And it's a funny story of why we haven't had a new episode of Lead Singer Syndrome in but it's it's been a couple weeks now. Well, you can maybe hear it a little bit still in my voice. Um, I have had a little bit of trouble (laughs) with my voice on tour. I completely blew it out the other night in Portland, Oregon. Couldn't talk, didn't talk for about two days. Had to cancel a show, which is the first time... In Silverstein's career that we ever canceled the show in 21 years. So that was pretty, pretty tough. And to be honest, it was a pretty depressing couple of days. However, I'm back. I'm good. We did all of California. The shows were amazing. Shout out to anybody who was able to come and see some of them because man, this tour has just been absolutely incredible. But you know, getting back on the horse and not to mention, I have a cold. Um, those, that combination isn't easy. And shit happens, right? But regardless, I am back. I am back with a great episode this week. I sit down with Tyler of the band Youth Fountain. Newish band just put out their second full-length album it's out on Pure Noise Records right now. You're gonna be hearing this record a lot, I think. And you're gonna be seeing it on some end of the year top 10 lists. That's how good this new record from Youth Fountain is. Shout out to my boy, Mike Howell, who turned me onto this. But um, this came through my email, came onto my desk. Hey, you wanna to talk to Tyler from Youth Fountain? Absolutely I do couldn't have replied faster. And what a guy, great guy with a great story, my Canadian brother. And this is a really, really, really good episode. Before we get into that, I want to remind you, we have almost 300 old back episodes of Lead Singer Syndrome that you should check out. And if you like the show, Please remember to subscribe, hit that subscribe button, spread the word on this thing, tell a friend, tell a loved one. If you want to support the show, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club for as little as $6 a month. That gets you in, that gets you even more episodes, bonus episodes, access to a great community, merchandise, and more. It's all a really good time. If you want to get in touch with me, if you've got suggestions for guests of the show or anything else you want to run by me, feel free to email me. I read them all. WeedSingerSyndrome at gmail.com. And make sure you check out some of our great sponsors as well, like BlockFi, like Rockabilia, because they help keep the lights on around here as well. Well, I'm going to keep the intro short. Let's get into it. Here's my conversation with Tyler from Youth <laughs>
1: hello hey tyler hey how's it going man
0: hey man it's shane uh,
1: man this is crazy i can't, can't believe i'm gonna be doing a <laughs> lead singer syndrome podcast man i'm completely honored thank
0: you oh i'm i'm so happy to have you uh, man and and just so you know we're already recording we're already going we're already live we're doing the thing we're on man there's no like are you ready we're just ready um <laughs> amazing my dude um Thank you for doing this. Uh, I I love your new record, man. I I just I've been listening to it all the time. I know it's only out been out for like a very short amount of time, but I already find myself. I keep going back to it. Damn, uh, it's really, really a great record, man. Congratulations!
1: Thank you. That that really means a lot coming for you, man. That's. Uh... That's, that's phenomenal. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. You, did, you dig it. I've definitely put my uh, my heart and soul into that record. So it really means a lot coming from me. So I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Well, thanks, man. No, you sure did. And, and for people that aren't aware, the new record from from Youth Fountain, Keepsakes and Reminders, is out now on Pure Noise Records. And uh, uh, Tyler, um, you know, it, it's interesting because I didn't know a lot about the project before I just threw on the tunes, you know, and oh, shit. that's typically what I do, you know, like, yep. um, my, my colleague on the new noise, we talk about new music every week. Uh, Mike Howell, he kind of turned me on to it and I just listened to it and I was really kind of, um, not shocked is the wrong word. It's too, it's too intense a word. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit surprised Oh yeah. that when I, when I saw, you know, promo photo of Youth Fountain, it's like you're just you. There you are. This is me, yeah. And this is like <laughs> something that, you know, you've put together yourself playing all the instruments. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you've had some collaborators over the years and stuff, but you know, it's all you. And I found that really interesting that you were able to put together such a interesting record with so many great parts. Um kind of just from one brain.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's uh I've been I mean I started out playing bass actually when i was like 12 like 11 years old yeah and uh i don't know i just i've 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 always loved you know the whole alternative scene pop punk emo music and i grew up listening to that stuff and man i've been i've been like i've been kind of writing my own stuff since i was like 13 years old like like just writing songs and i guess just over the years just trying to work on my craft and all that and yeah um it, it's it's funny people people tell me that they get shocked that it's just like a, a solo project, but um, yeah, it, I guess just kind of the way it's been. I've I've always kind of written. I've been very uh, I don't know independent, and in that's in that sense. I get really uh, stubborn in the way I write, and I get um, I have my own vision in a lot of things. So yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> it's just been it's just been kind of me as the as the as the main writer of the whole project so
0: yeah it's been it's, it's been fun absolutely so um another thing that i love is that you're a fellow canadian yeah <laughs> from from vancouver british columbia um and you talked a little bit about your your upbringing playing bass when you were 12 years old yeah yeah um well, talk to me about that i mean how, how was it for you um where exactly uh, in um vancouver area did you grow up and like what was your family structure like how did how did that all come to be
1: man um I like my older brother started playing guitar, and I kinda just uh I was influenced by him and like i I'm the youngest of of three, so yeah, well, I'm on the third <laughs> I'm the youngest, so my older brothers were always into like you know they grew up listening to like blank and some forty one and all 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 the good stuff, you know, yeah, and um i was i was just always influenced by them and my uh my second oldest brother he he picked up the guitar and i know as as a kid i wanted to be just like my brothers you know and yeah i just uh i just kind of he played guitar so i picked up the bass and and we we were actually in a band together and we used to play it was like i used to write songs with him a bit he would write leads and then i would like that's how i picked up the rhythm guitar and i feel like after playing bass and rhythm guitar I, I don't know I just kind of was a, I was able to pick up drums after that just because I guess I had the whole sense of rhythm and after listening to all my favorite bands and songs I just kind of just kind of really alien, like kind of mimic a lot of the artists that i like and i would just like try to write songs like the like the bands i love and um yeah so and my my, and my grandfather as well my mom's side he he played guitar as well so i had the whole artistic side from there and uh, yeah i i think uh i think that's maybe just just my, like with my brother my and my grandfather he, they kind of influenced me to get into music in that sense so
0: yeah how, how much older is your uh is your brother than you uh, I'm 26 now,
1: and he's he just turned 30. So okay, I guess yeah, a, I think that's like six years.
0: Or something like is, is he is he what's he doing? Is he jealous that you have a music career off the ground now?
1: <laughs> no, no, he um he, he's actually I think he's becoming like a, a a coast guard or something like that with like a like wildlife like kind of like a cop in that sense like something like that. I think like um, a good cop. At, yeah, yeah, I know. I was trying to <laughs> trying to juggle around that, you know. But um, yeah, he's 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 doing that, and um, uh, he actually has a kid. I'm I'm an uncle now, so that's that's pretty wild.
0: Oh, good, nice, congratulations.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, i i'm i'm still i'm still swinging you know i just have a girlfriend but i'm i have no plans for any kids anytime soon but yeah it's cool uh to be an uncle and all that so i'm I'm excited about
0: that that's right no that's cool i am i'm a three-time uncle and and my um my nephews are now getting into playing music and stuff too
1: oh shit that's awesome
0: so my sister lives in Las Vegas and um, I visit her all the time and I always have like an acoustic guitar kicking around over there, you know, just in case. And yeah, yeah. Um, one of the kids was kind of messing around with it one day and I was like, well, you should get, you. maybe I'll send you an electric guitar over there. So they got, a, yeah, yeah. they got an electric guitar and then the oldest one, he's actually 16 now, he is like full on ripping. Like oh, wow. he's learning like Van Halen solos and, and like stuff that I can't even play. So... So that's, that's been, (laughs)
1: yeah, I'd be the, I'd be the same.
0: Yeah. It's, it's (laughs) very cool to, uh, cool to see. But, um, but anyway, um, you know, you're 26, you know, fairly young, I think, uh, still. And what really grabbed me about your new record, Keepsakes and Reminders, which is out now on Pure Noise Records for a little plug there, (laughs) there's a, there's a real energy to it. You're kind of putting the punk back into pop punk and when you talk about some 41 or blink 182 i hear a lot of influences um ov- obviously stemming back to those bands but even like a little bit further back oh yeah which i was really surprised about um oh, of course we're still retaining a lot of emotion in the music but i really heard um you know i uh, one of the songs um oh shit i don't have the list in front of me anymore but like it just goes super fast oh yeah um you know, I think I oh hideaways the song I have it in my notes here. Yeah, like you're just going full full punk rock and yeah, man. A lot of 26 year olds kind of missed the boat on that, uh, but you didn't. No, yeah, because
1: again, like after you know when I was like 12 or 13, I I, I was mainly just like the only bands that I knew was like Sum 41 and playing 22. And I don't know as I as I got older and my my brother showed me more music. You know, I got into like senses fail a lot of them and like a lot of um. The Get Up Kids and like and um, yeah, like a lot of emo bands. I even got into like uh, Rites right of Spring and um, The Sunny Day Real Estate, and like I got into like a lot of those kind of stuff. And uh, I'll plug your band too, so Silverstein as well. I got into, got into you guys as well, and um, I know. And I think I remember I think you quoted Saves the Day. You heard a little bit of Saves the Day in the in the record, and they're they're a huge influence of mine. Um, yeah, I definitely take a lot of influences from them and um even like a lot of the there's a band from vancouver called daggermouth and uh living with lions oh yeah yeah i've taken a lot of influence from them as well and as as local canadians as well and i i uh, i don't know i've always had a soft spot for the punk side of pop punk and a lot of bands i feel like they kind of they kind of yeah they they kind of want to go more on the pop side but with this record i i tried my best to kind of keep those roots of being like I don't know. Fuck it. I want to, I want to write some fast
0: songs. <laughs> I love me some fast songs. Dude, I, I love it, man. You spoke to my soul on that one. It's so funny that you bring up living with lions. I have them on my notes here. Oh, nice. Um, I say, this is what, this is the note I couldn't find a second ago. I say a song like Hideaway has a certain Canadian sound to it. Yes. I hear influences like the full blast, maybe living with lions. Totally. Is that a part of your upbringing and influences? So, oh yeah. Um, You know, it, it is interesting and a lot of the listeners listening to this, um, probably eighty, eighty five, ninety percent are American. Actually, that's the what the demographics tell me. Wow! But a lot of people don't understand how punk rock in Canada kind of never died like it did a lot of the rest of the, the world. And I'm not saying punk is dead. I just mean no. <laughs> those kind like those kind of bands, the skate punk era. Yeah, it like never went anywhere in Canada. Um, it's true. And I think that that's a big part of your sound. Totally.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, like they, I've listened to those bands. Like I probably got into them like later on in high school when like I started playing local shows and finding out about these bands. Um, it's funny, like when I was maybe like 14 or 15, I I had the opportunity to play with the band called handguns and forever came calling.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was like, a huge turning point in my life to get open to like all these other new pop punk bands that were coming around because I never I never like you know I was a sheltered kid that never knew not much about like the, the the local well not really local but just the American scene that was going on and how the Wonder Years were coming out and like the story so far and that just like blew my mind when I found out about all these bands because I was like holy shit and um, yeah, yeah 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 then I started taking influence from them and it just kind of grew from there. But um Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. That's that's another huge influence.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very <laughs> that's very cool. I I love that uh that story. Hell yeah. Well what what was it like for you? You know, you say you lived a bit of a sheltered life. Was that the case? I mean Vancouver <laughs> not not to talk shit on it or anything. Like it's a city. I mean, I think Vancouver rips. Oh yeah. I love being there. But obviously, you know, in Canada, it isn't the main music place. The main music place would be Toronto. Totally. A lot of the music on the West Coast, I feel like, is not exactly like the scene. There hasn't been a ton of bands from, you know, scene bands, I'll just call them that as a blanket term, <laughs> Yeah. Um, from Vancouver. So, I mean, I, I assume you went to some shows in high school, maybe. Yep. Um, but what was it like for you? What was your, like, did you have a lot of friends? Did you play sports? What did you kind of do, uh, you know, in those formative years? Oh, that's,
1: that's, 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 yeah, that's a good question. Not, I never played many sports or anything. I just kind of played music, stuck to music. Um, yeah. And going through high school, high school was pretty bad. You know, I never had that many friends. I was the kind of like the outcast emo kid, you know? So that's kind of how that went. But I don't know. I, I took a lot of like concert band in high school. That was like my thing. I played like the, the upright bass and like the cello and shit. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, really? And yeah, and drums and... And yeah, I took jazz band too. So nice. that was uh I was I was a band nerd. <laughs> that was fun. But yeah, um I met like some other kids in high school and like that were kind of into the music scene and I kind of that's actually kind of what made me get into knowing about that there were other bands out there that were you know punk or post-hardcore emo stuff and went to a lot of local shows at like churches around where i live because uh yeah that was a that was a big that was a big thing there was a big post-hardcore christian scene around where i live that's for sure
0: for sure what was the actual community where you grew up Uh,
1: it was um delta british columbia so just like in the lower Mainland, it's like maybe like a half an hour drive from the city of Vancouver. It's funny when people say that we're from like, who's from Vancouver. Cause it's like this little pocket in the corner. And, but there's like all these other cities like Abbotsford, Cloverdale, Langley,
0: Vancouver is just like the main one, but everyone just says, yeah, I'm from Vancouver. Exactly. I, I know. That's why I asked you. I was just wondering the, the context. Yep.
1: Yeah. So I grew up in Delta you know, middle class, middle class suburban family home. That's just kind of like where I came from. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, my parents have been supportive that I play music and whatnot. And it's, it's just kind of the way that it's, has been. And um, like I said, uh, older brothers, they really influenced me with a lot of like my music taste. And that's kind of how I got into that. But um, for, for shows, yeah, it was just like, joined into high school, older, pe- older people in like the grades, uh, older grades than me, they they kind of introduced me being like, hey, you should like play this like uh, church show that's coming up. Like my our band's are playing as well. And then I met people through that and um, it just kind of grew from there. And then later on, as I got older, I met a few other people. And then I joined other bands and it just kind of grew from there. And then I kind of just got, Stuck into this Vancouver scene that I knew like so many people around here. But, like you said, there's not much going on in, t- in terms of Vancouver for music. Like, it's never been. Huge, at least with like alternative music. It's big with metal. It's it's big with like pop music, yeah, like house music. And it's just never been a huge thing, it seems, with like alternative, like Warp Tour scene stuff. Yeah, and exactly. I've noticed that. Like, I remember when I went to Warp Tour 2009. I think that was the last time the Warp Tour came to Vancouver.
0: Yeah, we were there. We were there, actually. Yeah,
1: I think I remember seeing you guys too, but like it's just funny. You see like other videos of Warped Tour all around the States and Canada and like there'd be so many more people than just Vancouver. And it's weird. I don't really know why this like pocket of Canada has never really had a huge alternative scene. And I I, I still question that to this day. I'm like, why? Why is this? (laughs) I I don't get it.
0: I just blame Nickelback.
1: (laughs) i mean dude that that's that could be a huge factor for sure yeah Um, i I
0: could i could see that (laughs) absolutely man uh well i want to talk about your writing um what's your approach are you grabbing an acoustic guitar and and sitting on the couch are you are you pulling out a notepad and jotting things down or are you kind of doing things right in the box like what's your approach when you when you're like okay i'm gonna write a song today
1: that's a good question. Man, um, it's, it varies. I think like the majority of the time, I feel like my, my better songs that I've written, it always comes from just like, I pick up my electric guitar, I plug it into my laptop now, and I open up Logic, and then I, I set the metronome, and I just start thinking of riffs. So I would just come up with like guitar licks that I think sound great, and then I kind of like write the structure of a song just with my electric guitar and like just the metronome. And then I kind of, I have a vision in my head of how it's going to sound in terms of just like what the guitar sounds like. And it's weird after that, I kind of like, I'm like, okay, wow. I got a, I got a song here. It sounds like, and then I just would program drums over the guitar, like the just scratch track guitar. Yeah. And then after like the drums are programmed and I have them sounding as great as as I possibly can, then I record real guitars over it. Just like, um, you know, like properly (laughs) like played, not less sloppy. And then I just uh, write bass over that. And pretty much after that, I'm like, wow, I feel like this is a full song. And then I would just like throw the song on my, on my phone. And then I would just listen to it and write lyrics over that. That's usually how my writing process has gone lately, but there is the odd time where I would pick up an acoustic guitar and I would write like a chorus and I'd be like, this is a this is a ripping chorus. this is- Sounds great, right? And um, then I would like kind of build the song <laughs> like from a chorus. Or there's even times when I just write down like lyrics in in my phone, and then um, I come up with a lick around that lyric, and then I'll build a song from that. It's it kind of it's all over the place, <laughs> really, when it comes to songwriting. But I feel like generally it's it's me feeling inspired with my electric guitar, and I come up with a just a, a sweet sound and melody. And then I would just write a song around that, Yeah, which is, which is, which is funny. I don't know if you've met brother, other people that kind of do it that way, but that's, that's usually been the way I've done it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely. I mean, I think, I think generally speaking, that is, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit more of a modern approach, I think, because, yeah, yeah, you know, like back when, you know, I was starting Silverstein, like we didn't, there wasn't really computer recording yet, you know what I mean. No, so, no. The idea of plugging your guitar into a computer would have like been f- just sounded really goofy. Of course, yeah. Reality. And now it's like what you do, Um, but no, I, I, I just, I guess the only thing that's interesting about that to me is obviously uh lyrically and melodically, you know, those are the those are the parts on the record that I feel really shine. Yeah, yeah. And in a way, like those are kind of for you as a, the creator. Okay, well, I'm just going to, like, I don't know, write them, like, listen to the song on my phone and write them on, like, my, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. write the lyrics after, um, which is which I find a little bit interesting, but... Um, totally, yeah. But I was trying to sum up, you know, in my head, like, why, why do I like this record so much? Why is this record so good? Because it isn't just a song or a bunch of songs that are really good among the 14 tracks. Like, there are just so many moments that I find captivating. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something that you think about? Like more so trying to capture sort of lightning in, in a bottle in an instant where the listener like truly feels something because you have a really great knack of just like having this moment where you're like, Oh shit. Like this is, I'm feeling something here, (laughs) man. That's, I'm so
1: excited that you think that I, I mean, that's what I definitely would strive for. I would try my best to be like this moment. I, I kind of get what you say there. When I listen to songs, I, what makes a good song to me is ones that have those moments that have those like, like I like to think of it as like parts that kind of give you like chills, you know, like, I don't know. Like if I hear a song and I'm like, it gives me, yeah, it gives me these chills, like goosebumps. Like I'm like, holy fuck. Like that, that makes me feel something the way that I feel like a, a good song Sometimes it's like the way the lyrics are sung. Like, I don't know if I, if I hear a song that has like, yeah, it's it's like, it's weird. Like there could be lyrics that, that are good, but the way that it's sung to me is like, it doesn't make me feel anything. But if the lyrics have this certain melody and this vibe that just like makes you feel this (laughs) overwhelming sense of just like... I don't know the music can make you feel so many things. I like this nostalgic and, and just like you make you like bring back memories and like all that kind of shit. I, I I definitely do my best to, to captivate that. And I think when I'm writing like a, a, when I would have like a a demo written and then I try to write lyrics to it over, like I plug it, plug it in, plug in my uh, earbuds and whatnot and just be like listening to it over and over. Like I, I can kind of like envision what the song is going to be about and like what I'm going to sing about. And, yeah, like I definitely do my best to to try and capture those moments because, like you said, like that that's what makes a song sweet. It's got to have like a vibe. It's got to have something that makes you feel something. You
0: know? Yeah, man. It's, it's important. the The science. It's like the science of the goosebumps. Like what the fuck yeah. is that? Right. That's that's <laughs> something that I want to know because obviously it has to be a combination of the melody and the Tone of the voice and the lyrics and like what the yes. like what the chord change, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff kind of comes into play, and then it creates yeah. a sensory feeling for another person listening to it. Like that's so I know. insane.
1: Like that's it is weird. Yeah, you'd you be listening to a song and you, it really means something to you, and then someone else you could show someone, and it doesn't mean anything to them. And they're just like, ah, yeah. "This doesn't make me feel anything." But it's weird how subjective it could be. But I, I totally know what you mean, and I'm I'm just stoked that it means something to you, and you gen you genuinely like it, and I'm 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 fucking pumped. So thank you.
0: No, I, yes, I, I genuinely I genuinely like it. I think this is uh this is one of my been one of my favorite albums of the year, honestly. Uh, oh yeah, so that's um awesome. I, I really really like it. Speaking of punk, you know, you're super DI with your approach as we, we talked about and, you know, it's being it, being it, it's a solo project yeah, yeah. and all that, but you record this thing yourself too. I did. Yeah. And you're playing all the instruments. So uh, I know this record, you had a little bit more help, but you know, your previous full length. Yes. How How does that work when you're like setting up an entire drum kit to record it? And then you gotta track it, and then <laughs> go back and edit it, and all like that just sounds like oh yeah, that's <sighs> messy there. But <laughs> yeah, messy and like maybe not great for the creative process at times.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, I'll, I'll clear, I'll clear it up for you a little bit. But um, for for the previous record, let us show our former selves. I I programmed all the drums, so like for that it was easy. Like I, cause I I. I I, I play drums. Like I know I know how to write drum parts. So I would kind of like match the drums to how the song should sound. So I would just program it like that. But for this record, um, I wrote all the drum parts the same way that I did on the previous record. Yeah. But um, I actually had my live session drummer uh, Brandon Evans. Yeah, uh, and my engineer who engineered like my vocals and reamped all the guitars and. Mixed and mastered. He recorded Brandon to play the drums that I wrote. Ah, there you go. (laughs) So there, There yeah, yeah. So we kind of had like all the drums already, already written, and he just played it to a T. So yeah, that was that was a little bit easier.
0: Right? Were you total stickler for every single hit and every accent being exactly the same?
1: No, absolutely not. No, I'm never like that. (laughs) I like I, I'm I'm open to. And especially like Brandon, who plays drums for us, like he's he's phenomenal. He yeah, I I tell him like, dude, you don't have to play it to a T. Like whatever the fuck you want to do, and he and he did that. There was there were things that I programmed that were kind of like unnecessary. It was just like, eh, I, you don't need to <laughs> throw that in there. It's okay. So yeah, I'm not I'm not super controlling when it comes to that kind of stuff. So that was pretty smooth that process. Mm, that's good. Cause I am <laughs> <laughs> really, I, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I am like
0: this one, hit, like that, like that kick jump pattern. Nope. There's an extra kick there. You're missing. Yeah. Like we're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We've always been kind of psycho, but that over here in, in camp Silverstein. But, um, so I had to ask,
1: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think for sometimes like there, there's some things where that happens and it's necessary, but I, I feel you on that.
0: <laughs> totally. Um, so, uh, uh, the first track is called My Mental Health. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be a huge theme of the album. And Total. you've also been very open with talking about your own struggles and using antidepressants. Of course. Um, you know, talking to you, you seem very upbeat, uh, very personable, very outgoing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously, there is another side. Oh yeah, you know um, these things you've dealt with totally. But you're very transparent with that with your fans. Is that important to you? I, I feel like you really are kind of an open book,
1: dude. Yeah, I, I I think it's good to be like that, and I think it's I think people. I mean, obviously, there's some things in life where you, you, you know where you should keep it to you or you, you and you, you talk to you about your personal struggles and whatnot. But I think a lot of people go through the same shit that I go through and you know, I know that I'm not in yeah. this alone, you know, like we're all just people, we're all just humans and we all go through our own shit. And I think, you know, growing up listening to the music that I kind of write a similar stuff with a lot of emo stuff. Like it's all the same kind of stuff that we all sing about is, is life, you know, and like how, how <laughs> shit can happen and not everything is, always going to be amazing in life and shit can happen and it's it's unfortunate and I think that, I don't know, my philosophy or whatever you want to call it, I I think songs that make good songs are, are ones that are meaningful like that and they they can speak to somebody and like mm-hmm. it, I don't know, like uh, that's just the kind of stuff that I've grown up on and that I don't know, I, I never really listened to a lot of like super <laughs> happy music whenever I'm listening to music, like if I'm listening to bands, it's always going to be like emo pop punk bands, and they're not singing about, you know, partying every night. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't really, I it's just never been my vibe. Um, I'll listen to that or like some lo fi chill music usually right. if I'm doing stuff, but it's, it's weird. I listen to a lot of, uh, more serious, <laughs> serious music and, um, yeah, um, it, it is important to me, and I think it's it's good to be transparent in this kind of a scene, and and just let people like because there's people that have come up to me. There's been fans that have been like, the music means something to me. It speak it speaks to me, has helped me, and that is just fucking mind blowing. Whenever that happens, it it's it's insane, and I still can't fathom it because I never thought that it could. Do that I I've you know I've struggled with my self-esteem I've struggled with anxiety depression and for my almost my whole adolescent life you know and um right it's it's this has been my outlet <laughs> to to kind of I don't know like let myself express myself you know it's been it's been my my way of of coping with the shit that I've gone through and what I go through almost every single day and um i i think it's uh it's important it's uh it's a really necessary thing (laughs) to to kind of bring awareness to the problems that we can go through mentally
0: absolutely well you know with this with this new record and some notoriety coming you know your way um have you had like a lot of people reaching out to you about this new record these new songs and how they've kind of you know, helped them. I mean, especially some of this stuff coming out. You know, yeah. Um, pandemic. I mean, we're still in the pandemic. You know, up to a point. So totally, people are still dealing with some of that isolation. Yeah. Um, I I imagine you probably have a lot of people coming to you just because you you've been so open about it.
1: Totally, man. Uh, there's been there's been a handful for sure. Just people reaching out and tell me that the record means something to them. And uh, like I said it's it's humbling it's and it's still weird <laughs> it sometimes doesn't feel real you know I'm just like they can say it to me especially when it's it's a lot I haven't played a show yet we're playing this local show in like December but okay uh, you know like when it's over the phone or text or he's you see, you see a message from someone that it means something to them and you're just like damn like thank you you know it's 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 wild but there's been a few times where've played shows like in the past and uh, and a fans come up to us and like literally tell us that's like you know your your songs have saved my life and like that's just like it's crazy it's it's brought me to tears in your times and i there's been a time too where you know a fan drove up from like the states to come see us play a local show and he told me that like you know some of our songs have saved his life and it's like (laughs) it leaves me speechless i don't even know what to say it's it's unbelievable for sure
0: absolutely and um you know I, I, you're talking about you know playing playing a show local show and all that yeah, yeah. and i mean have you guys done a lot of shows because i'm just looking at oh yeah okay interesting because you know i'm trying to find like a tour history and i don't see like yeah yeah i don't see a ton on here and i'm like am i looking at the wrong oh shit weird the wrong fucking thing like i saw i saw you toured with like i think free throw and um yeah so some other bands like that but um you know, what's what's the approach that goes into it now like okay you've got you know for lack of a better word you know like hired guns you know people here that are playing your songs and obviously you have totally you know they're part of the band and they're part of the live yeah. experience um but yeah I mean you got this kind of new thing you're going I, I see that you're doing some shows in Europe next year yeah I don't know if that's announced yet or not but um it totally is <laughs> uh it is uh, have you been to Europe before I haven't, and I'm oh, cool. super excited to see what it's like. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the yeah? What, what's the approach for kind of getting ready for that? I mean, it's just a couple months away to going to Europe, and must be some maybe some excitement, maybe some nerves. Oh
1: yeah, there's definitely a I mixture mean, of both. Um, I don't know. As a Canadian, I'm gonna have to figure out the whole visa situation. I, I've, I've, you know, I've talked to mm-hmm. my local. I think it's VMA. And they told me that like they don't deal with it there, so I'm just like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get that. I'm going on a tour with Corey Wells. He's from the state, uh, from the states, and um, I'm gonna have to kind of figure something out with him. But there's a few things I gotta juggle, you know. Obviously, plane tickets and uh, you know money for merch, and <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be expensive. But um, I'm excited to you know sink into to some debt <laughs> to, to do what I love to do, and. Um, it's going to be an acoustic tour, so that'll save some money for oh, sure. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah. So it's... Yeah, me and, uh, me and my uh, other guitar player, we're, we're both going and playing acoustic with Corey, who's also acoustic act. So yeah. that'll be cool. Um, we've never been there, and um, it'll just be fun to hopefully meet some fans that I've never seen before and talk to some new people and just live out some experiences I never thought would happen. Um, I've always wanted to go overseas in general, so to just play music... And go overseas and travel a bit—that's fucking a dream come true. And I couldn't be happier, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, looking looking at the schedule, I mean, you're going everywhere: uh, Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, Switzerland, yeah, h- um, Hungary, Czech Republic, Denmark. That's some beautiful, beautiful places. So, yeah. it's it's I'm maybe excited. not the best time of year to be there in February. Oh, but, I know. Yeah, um, <laughs> it'll still probably be warmer warmer than Vancouver, honestly. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> So um other things that you're into, I've I got this is kind of fun. I never get this kind of stuff from oh boy. from yeah, public yeah. publicity, but I I see that you you're a huge fan of horror movies. Oh yeah. You you build cosplay yes. uh props. You even have your own business on on Etsy. Yeah. And your favorite comedian is Joe Rogan. That's the those are the talking points. Weird. I mean, I don't I'd say that probably
1: You know, okay. I think I probably wrote that before all the all the allegations have gone against (laughs) Joe Rogan. You know, I did I did listen to him for a while and like I listened to a few of his podcasts maybe a few years back, but um, I definitely don't listen to him as much anymore. (laughs) Especially, I don't have Spotify. I think that he like he's like only on Spotify or something. And like, yeah, that's
0: right. Oh, you don't even have Spotify? Okay, yeah, yeah. You should maybe get them to change that one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm only on Apple Music, but um, yeah, I don't know. I also um I actually saw John Cleese a couple nights ago. He really? was in Vancouver. Yeah, dude, I got to I got to see the Monty Python dude for like he's damn yeah, man. He's 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 a sweetheart in real life, man. Like the shit that he was, I don't know, answering questions for fans and stuff, and that was that was that was crazy. I never thought I would you know see John Cleese live and uh, I mean he's gotta be 80 dude yeah he's really old now and uh he's still he's still he's still cracking jokes still remembers all of his skits on Monty Python and that was cool um but yeah in he's terms a big of man like too, isn't
0: he isn't he like like six foot six or something like he's huge he's huge he's, he's really <laughs> tall
1: really tall um and yeah, for like what I do on the side for jobs is just, I run an SE business. I I, build a, you're gonna laugh at this. I I build a lot of like a video game, like replicas and sculptures and stuff. And I make a lot of like art pieces like that. And that's just what I do to make some money. And I make stuff out of wood. I'm like, a, I like to build like wood sculptures and, yeah. and like, I work with resin, resin molds. And like, I just, I just, that's like my hobby. And like what I like to do, Trying to make money because making money with music is very very hard. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a tough uh, tough game to get into, but you know I'm hoping one day everything could pay off if I keep doing what I love. That's that's the goal. But yeah,
0: hey man, I think you're on the right. I think you're on the right, the right track of that side of things. So thank you. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'll ask you: Do you have a favorite horror movie?
1: Oh man, I got I got a lot, but um, good one lately. I feel like good one lately. I I still go back to saying hereditary. I did really like that movie. It was pretty, it was actually like pretty scary when I watched it because there's, there's few horror movies. I like to watch horror movies just because like sometimes like I don't even find them scary. They could just be entertaining. And like while I'm like painting or just doing some sort of like any kind of like band work or whatever on my laptop or just have it on the background. And sometimes horror movies can just be like they could be just so bad that the guy decides like find them funny and they're just entertaining like yeah. that. Um fucking I watched this one movie a couple nights ago. It was called Frozen, but not like the not oh, like the Disney. Is shit. it the
0: one is it the one where they're on the ski lift? Yes. Oh, Dude, that was man. fucked. That movie is fucked. It's really good though.
1: It was. It wasn't that bad. Like it was for being it came out in like twenty ten. Yeah. And um It was like it had that vibe. It was funny. I think there was like (laughs) I vividly remember a scene where the guy was like, "Why do you snowboard?" and like the guy was like, "Oh, I don't know. I like it." He's like, "Oh, it's so emo," or something (laughs) like that. I was like, "Whoa, this is dated. This is really funny." (laughs) That's
0: funny. That's really funny. I've actually told a few people about that movie. Yeah, yeah. And no one, no one's ever heard of it. So for you to bring it up. (laughs) Bring it up to me was is kind of interesting, but yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah. If people are looking for something, yeah, like fucked up, but but pretty like a pretty different concept. Yes, yeah. Frozen. They're on. Uh, yeah, that's the. It's not really a spoiler. It's they're on a. No. They're stuck. They're stuck at a chairlift at a ski resort. That's it. That's all you got to know is that it's cold. So Vancouver. <laughs> and
1: they're and they're stuck on a fucking yeah they're stuck on a chairlift and to me that kind of stuff is like what's really scary is like stuff that can actually happen in real life yeah. like I don't know I'm I'm not a firm believer in like ghosts and aliens and paranormal and like I'm 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 pretty like I don't know I'm an atheist you know like I don't really believe in much stuff and um for stuff that can really happen in real life is like fuck to me and like stuff like that is just like woo, that yeah. would that would that's scary
0: <laughs> no, that's a good that's a good pick man i might go back and watch that one again yeah because i think i saw it like maybe not right when it came out but it's probably been almost 10 years since i saw that movie so yeah yeah but yeah it's <laughs> wild <laughs> man totally so, so what else you got you got some some dates coming up the record's out um what else to tell the people man before i let you go
1: Totally, man. Um, well, we're playing a local show December eleventh, so that will be my first show since like twenty nineteen. So that's gonna be wild. Um, we're hoping to do a states tour in the in the spring. So we're, I think we have some plans for that, but nothing's announced yet. But I'm pretty sure it's happening. I'm like ninety percent sure <laughs> that we're doing a whole uh, United States tour with another really sweet band. So I won't I won't spoil that yet. Awesome. Um, And then, uh, yeah, Europe in February with Corey Wells, um, UK, Germany, Czech, Hungary, fucking Switzerland (laughs) going all around the place. So that's, that's like, that's kind of what we're up to. And then of course trying to write some more music too. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll put out a few more singles in the new year. I've th- I have, I've have a good feeling that uh, All right. maybe even some more some more yeah some more music.
0: All right. Hey, no time to lose. Let's go. I no. love it. Yeah, exactly. I love it. <laughs> well, Tyler, thank you for taking the time, man. Um, congrats on the new record. Once again, everybody, make sure you don't miss this. Okay, keepsakes and reminders out now on Pure Noise. Um, I always play music. What song would you like me to play? Uh, play for the people.
1: Um. You know what? I'm going to say Scavenger. Play that one.
0: All right. Let's do it. Scavenger, here it is on Lee Singer Syndrome. Mm-hmm. So there is new music from Youth Fountain. An absolutely terrific, terrific record. If you're looking for something with a lot of emotion, but also with a lot of energy, this is just for you. So don't sleep on it. Go check them out. And man, I would love to be in Europe in February and be able to see Tyler doing some acoustic versions of these songs. That sounds incredible. And hopefully they're going to be doing some... Touring around the United States and Canada. And we'll get to see this live in action. Anyway, I will be back next week. Got a few in the queue now. And I'm excited. And uh, also, I'll be back with Mike doing the new noise. I want to congratulate him on last week's excellent episode that he did by himself. So, yeah. Mike Howell is the man. So, yes. Make sure you check out our episodes of new noise, talking about all the great new music. Anyway, that's it. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Peace and love.